Welcome back to Don't Cut a Book Club. My name is Luke. My name is Dan. Today we have finished The Rook by Daniel O'Malley. Um, before, before we get into the book, I want to just uh, get us warmed up with a little with a little holiday, holiday cheer action. Mm, okay. All right, Luke. So first, first let's give our let's give our holiday schedule upcoming. I think you want my itinerary. Hold on. <laughs> What's going on? Uh, our Dan the, the the podcast. Oh, okay, okay, sure, sure, we could do that. <laughs> okay, so um, next week we're going to do a little uh, a little holiday gift episode. That's mm-hmm. not a that's not covering a book. We're gonna be talking TV. A little TV discussion. Book's Dan's favorite gonna watch brother. House of the Dragon. Right. I am. I'm actually going to watch the whole thing this week. So wish me luck. <laughs> I'm excited for that. Um, and then we're going to take an episode off around Christmas after that week. Um, and then we'll be back on the new year um, with a new book. So, so stay tuned for that. But holidays, Dan. Mm-hmm. Are you a Christmas tree person, first off? Uh, when you say, am I a Christmas tree person, give me some more specifics to your question. What does that mean? Do you, do you, are you getting a Christmas tree this year? And do you always have a Christmas tree? No, but I usually do. Like, I have a Christmas tree if my partner wants a Christmas tree. Okay, Currently, but you're not, you're not the one vouching for the no, Christmas No, I'm not tree. the one getting the Christmas tree. No, no. Okay. Okay. Um I think okay, for the last for the last few years I haven't personally had one. Mm-hmm. Um but I've always had one growing up and I love a Christmas tree, I will say. Okay. We got one. We got one this weekend. Mm-hmm. Oh, this weekend. Um, Whoa, y'all are doing it late. Yeah. I don't know what the, I don't know what the timeline is. Day after Thanksgiving. Day after thing, okay. That's the t- that's when I, like almost everybody goes to get a Christmas tree. Is like sh- very shortly that's, after Thanksgiving. That feels disrespectful to Thanksgiving, which but we've already disrespected yeah. Thanksgiving on this podcast. So, yeah. um, okay. Here's my here's my follow up question. Mm-hmm. Thoughts on a fake Christmas tree? <sighs> okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. And here's what I'll say: I had never considered one. Yeah. Until and we okay, we got a real one this year, mm-hmm. I will say. Mm-hmm. But surprisingly pro fake Christmas tree. Okay. I I don't want to tip my hand just yet. You go ahead and lay okay. out your case. Lay out your case while you're okay. pro, Yeah, pro fake Christmas tree. So let me assume that in this circumstance you're getting a relatively nice fake Christmas tree. Yeah, for sure. They're much more expensive than a regular Christmas tree, mm-hmm. but they stay, they stick around for years, right? Mm-hmm. 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 I went and we were looking and they're very realistic. Mm-hmm. They come with lights, like yes. strategically placed already. Mm-hmm. Um, you have them, you pack them away, you bring them back out next year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think there's an argument. I think there's an argument. You don't have to get rid of a Christmas tree. You don't have to sweep up for weeks after mm-hmm. to get all the pine needles. Mm-hmm. I was, I was, when I went into this circumstance, I was thinking, no way, mm-hmm. no way on the fake Christmas tree. No However, way. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we would have gone one if we didn't live in a small apartment and had more storage. Yes, that's the main thing. That's mm-hmm. the only drawback. Up, mm-hmm. oh, there's one more. All right, okay. I'm gonna tip my hand now. I, yes, you you found it. You've cracked the code, Luke. You, you, that's it. The smell. Because now here's the thing. Here's the thing. I would be a hundred percent all on board artificial Christmas tree. Let's get one right now because of all the reasons you listed, right? The convenience factor alone, huge. Are you, you're telling me mm-hmm. I don't have to untangle Christmas lights and then plug them in to inevitably <laughs> find out that like half of them are burnt out. And I have to just buy new ones every year anyway because there's no way I'm going to repair these like Christmas lights. Because who <laughs> no, you does have that? to try for 30 minutes and then give up? Exactly. No, I'm done with that. Miss me with that, please. 
Okay. So that on its own is huge. Then, yeah, Mm -hmm. you don't have sap and needles everywhere. You don't have to like constantly water this living tree that's in your house because the amount of water people don't talk about this the amount of water (laughs) that a christmas tree drinks is like a swimming pool's amount it's like constantly (laughs) needing water and if you don't if you miss one watering if it gets dry for a second those needles are hitting the floor those needles are hitting the floor (laughs) that day and it's over this is actually good to know because this is my first time being the primary caretaker water that put it in the bathtub luke (laughs) put it in the bathtub because it will drink so much water um okay so we love all these things about an artificial tree that you just don't have to deal with also i agree with you a tree for the most part is a vehicle for like ornaments and if your artificial Mm -hmm. tree looks good like if it doesn't have a bunch of fake flocking which i never understood uh yeah i don't get those Flocking, I'm not about. Just give me a green tree. Give me something that looks like it's right out of forest. Okay, I don't. No, no. But it's technically made of plastic. Correct, correct. Um, and if it looks pretty good, great, great. No one's getting up in your tree and putting their face in it and being like, "Uh, "I see some some wires here. This is a this is artificial. Santa's not coming to this house. You're gonna get robot Santa at this house." Nobody likes robot Santa. Okay. okay. It does. Uh, We're not going to go down that tangent though. There's plenty of literature about robot Santa that other people can read. Um, Sure. What I want to talk about Luke is the key for me, which is the smell of the tree. Mm -hmm. It's like the real Christmas tree smell, that real like pine or fir smell in your house. You like can't recreate with a candle like they sell candles that are like oh christmas tree. i was gonna ask you about Mm -hmm. Mm -mm. doesn't work it doesn't smell like a christmas tree a christmas tree (laughs) has such a distinct smell that Mm -hmm. i don't know like i'm not gonna say worth it but i'm gonna say it balances the scales for me it does i think it gets close what about i i feel like you could get part of the way there with a wreath oh you go wreath action I mean, it's smaller, so I don't know if we're getting... I don't know if we're filling the room. Ah, Luke, but then you get a lot of the drawbacks of having a real Christmas tree without a lot of the benefits because the needles are still dropping from that thing. Sure. Okay. It's cheaper. You're right. It's cheaper. But mm, I don't know if I go wreath. (laughs) You You know what I think needs to happen for more people to get on board with artificial trees? They spent too long perfecting the visuals. We need to get some scent people involved. Okay. Okay. Have like you a mean, little... Okay, to, to, wait, to be, clear, to be clear, are you talking about we need this, the scent technology within the, within the fake tree improved? Mm-hmm. Or do you mean we need the scent technology for Christmas trees overall improved? I mean, I'm sure they would come, they would go hand in hand, right? Like, I'm sure you do I don't know. one. Well, okay, here's what I mean. Here's what I mean. When I'm designing an artificial Christmas tree, most people are just concerned with how it looks, right? Mm-hmm. Give me a bottle of perfume that goes with it. Every year when you put the tree out, you spritz up the tree with this, this <laughs> liquid, this Chanel number tree. <laughs> right. And then I get the smell. That okay. Once that perfume gets gets made, flying off the shelves. I mean, yeah, it's outstanding. <laughs> Is that real? Hold on, hold on, real quick. If that Google that, okay. Christmas tree perfume. Oh yeah, it's real. Uh, do you think it's okay? Uh okay. We're gonna have to come back to this at a later point. Wow, wow. Okay. Actually, I've just found a thing. Uh, wow. You know what? I'm saving this. I'm saving this. Uh, <laughs> if you want to hear our rant about the thing I just discovered about Christmas tree fragrance oil, um, <laughs> you're going to have to listen to our Dude. holiday gift. Okay. Because I don't have nice time plug. on air to read through this and, and sort through all of these, these magical things that I'm learning right now. Okay. Wow. Okay. 
We're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about this next time. Point being, it needs mm-hmm. to come with the artificial tree. <laughs> the scent needs to come with the artificial yes. tree. Yes. 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 Okay. Okay. That's then, our that's our current takeaway. There will be there will be a part two for this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about the scents. We'll talk about what scents are up for offer next time. Okay. Good. Um, let's let's talk about the book. Like I said, finish the rook, and let's see. All again, all of my notes in random orders. So yeah. Um. Ooh, now that I'm looking at this. Again, these are all like after we know the ending. So, oh, I'll, do you have some I'll early stuff? Yeah, yeah, I'll get us there. So, there is a certain point where Miffany comes to the conclusion that we have been screaming about these last three weeks. And that conclusion is, hey, maybe we don't need superhumans to be running the shit. Mm, mm-hmm. And she says this out loud. She's like, I really love to nominate some retainers to these positions. And Ingrid's like, oh, don't worry. We did think about that and it can't do it. Can't do it because, oh, they have to do field calls every so often. So, yeah, got to be a super, super mutant to do those. Right. And Miffany there's is. No, there's no getting around that. Yeah. Miffany's like, oh, yeah, you're right. Uh, <laughs> No, hold on. Just don't make that part of the job description. <laughs> That's not an no, argument. And you can only change. You can only change one thing at a time, Dan. Okay. <laughs> what are you talking about? As soon about? as you hit resistance with your new, with your new changes to the organization, stop. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. I have. I have. <laughs> That's the key to leadership. Is what you're forgetting. I think. Right. 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 It's it's don't pursue any kind of creative solutions at all. Just <laughs> suggest something. And then when people say no, say, okay, fair enough. <laughs> say, very good point. Right. I would love it if it was like, if, if um, England was saying this, like, oh, here's this other issue that before we get there, we have to solve. Like leading, like trying to lead, like, oh, we, so we should change that too, right? And Miffany's just like, oh, right. Okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> and Ingrid's like, no, come on. I want to be a rook. Yeah, because Ingrid, Ingrid throughout this, on top of it, again, I mean, we said this episode one. Yeah, Ingrid, but... Ingrid is like a superhuman. Doing most of the rook's job. Mm-hmm. We, should, we shouldn't get too far into this again. Um, no, no, but I... I think just change the thing. You could just change the job. What are you? It would also eliminate this issue we find out at the end where the grafters are able to infiltrate their organization so effectively because they're like, yeah, all the regular people are pissed that they have to constantly <laughs> call you this fancy title and there's no possibility for them to rise to your level, no matter how competent they are at their job, because you all have this stupid ass system. Right. Yeah. Especially like considering a lot of the time these people live for a really long time. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know it's an outlier, but Ulrich has been in his position for like over 100 years, I think. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, the people under him are like, all right, there's there's only lateral moves left. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I hope their cost of living and and inflation raises are appropriate are you talking about for all rich or the for the retainers for everybody because otherwise no one's gotten a raise Uh, it's very easy to get to your like peak your peak salary pretty early i see what you're saying there's (laughs) here's okay no luke no luke they're definitely getting raises because the people who are in charge are like old enough to be like oh yeah you're right things aren't a penny anymore like, I literally can't buy the things a hundred years ago I could buy with a penny. Hey, remember when you could buy a meal with a whole, with just a penny? You could buy a whole <laughs> nine course dinner with a penny and a, or I guess a shilling or whatever they have, a pence with two pence. <laughs> and all rich is like, all right, so we should probably pay them more, huh? Yeah. Okay. So I imagine they are getting cost of living adjustment. Although all rich is a vampire. Oh, man. It's tough. 
This is actually a tough question. I th- I'm sure that they have a bureaucratic system where you get 2% raises every year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that seems fair. Once you're at, once you're, once you're not being elevated anymore, but that's not fun. It's not good for anybody. And you can't leave, right? There's no, there's, there's no motivating factor also mm-hmm. to do your job. Well, quiet quitting all over the place. Oh, I mean, this is kind of how the grafter gets in at the end, right? He's like, yeah, everybody went home and like, wasn't that hard to sneak in. Right. So I did it. This, this is going to kind of connect to another note that I have. Okay. Let's go for it. Which, which is, um, this is very England and America and Belgium centric. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. And I want to know what's happening in other places. Mm. I mean, I know that the the Czechy has a like international part to it. Yes. But like, no way. It's doing the rest of the world's stuff, right? We heard we got the lesson about when it, when when they went to America mm-hmm. and figured out or like learned about the stuff there. Mm-hmm. That's happening in every other country as well. And here's yeah. here's where i think this connects the shecky organization makes no sense mm. I, I i fully believe i fully believe that the individuals like um like miffany and a lot of the other people are very good at their jobs mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but the organization is a little bit weird and my theory is that the other <laughs> other countries have figured it out and they're so good yeah. that the shecky don't even know about them i love this actually I love this. And mm, I love this because it's like a secret, secret organization. Like, they're so good at what they do. Like, the Shecky look like children just trying to, like, right. bumble around. And, like, <laughs> the the rest of these organizations, like, the Indus Valley, like, supernatural organization that's been around for, like, millennia is right. is looking at the sh- the checky and it's just like a reality show it's just like <laughs> oh hey you know what hey guys come here check it out i turned this argentinian ambassador into somebody that vomits ghost animals in the middle <laughs> of liverpool come watch come watch let's see how they respond <laughs> no no no. it's gonna be cool it's gonna be cool oh they sent in right. the bar guests right. they they keep doing that we need a new every time every time the bar guest <laughs> and then one of them's like one of them's like okay wait i gave them samples of a fungus that's just like literally a blender let's see if they do it again <laughs> and everyone's like no they're not gonna send the bar guests into the blender fungus no way <laughs> right right i think this is happening i also think this is a good explanation for why um the uh the grafters seem extremely powerful yeah but have just like been non-existent except for trying to infiltrate the shecky over the last like 300 years and it's because they have no chance with any of the other countries <laughs> i like to think they tried it too i like to think they, they like, tried it <laughs> they tried it and everyone else was just like no get your weird <laughs> shit away from me Right, just crushed him immediately. Yeah. They were like, the best you can do is make a weird heart thing that grows into it. No, ew, gross, gross, <laughs> go away. Right, right. <laughs> you have to regrow your skin? Ew. <laughs> just poor technique. Sloppy craftsmanship, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, mm-hmm. I think we get hints at this larger structure because there's like vampires that they just don't know where they came from and they don't know where they went afterwards and right i do, i i also like to imagine these other organizations being like yeah the check air is so weak that they just had to let in a vampire so it would stop murdering them <laughs> they've got a vampire at the check a <laughs> oh <laughs> man would love to be would love to be in one of those check a like roast meetings. <laughs> and you know, you know that like well, maybe you don't. I'm trying to decide if the Americans are in on it and they just are kind of like bullying the check a. Mm. I feel like 
Mm, I feel like based on the relationship between Miffany and Shantae, I think that they they aren't bullying them because Shantae seems genuinely very nice. Right. But but it could be a situation where Shantae is like the popular girl and is like, no, no look, I'm going to get the nerds. I'm going to show these like nerds that I think they're cool <laughs> and earn their trust. And then we're going to use it to bully them. Come on. It'll be funny. <laughs> Oh, a, di- a diabolical mean girl's plan. Mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah. I love that. I love that. I think I'd read that book for sure. I don't know. Um, um, but okay. But just just for the checking, the grafters seem to be way better. Yes. In like almost every way. Yeah. 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 The guy, the before we get to the to the weird skinless guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he draw. He's like he sends a little note. It's like, hey, just to screw with you, while you're looking for my my the person I've asked you to, I dropped this funny little thing that you have to deal with, and it like almost destroys everyone. Correct. And they get out yes. by like pure yes. luck. It seems. Uh huh. Yep. Uh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of their like Why minions you- too. This is not their like main most powerful things this is just like a yeah put a little surprise in there for you right right i mean okay i guess to be fair there for some reason miffany or miffany doesn't want to just like torpedo it which they easily probably could have Mm -hmm. i guess but it's still something that you can't really do to just like everything that comes along (laughs) correct yeah at some point it becomes just impossible to do that right uh yeah and i will say they did they were gonna just wait and do that and then the thing was like uh no you're not right so it did respond um i i think it's funny luke that we were talking about uh a bouncy castle just last week and now daniel o'malley has given us a fleshy bouncy castle (laughs) to bounce around in in this reading love those um i feel like the grafters have gone too gross and if they didn't Mm. go as gross they wouldn't have to be super secretive okay like if this thing was actually just a fun bouncy house that wasn't horrifying like if daddy could turn into a fun bouncy castle whenever you wanted i think this is a great bonding experience (laughs) you and your kids it's like come on kids hop in yeah bounce around it's fun i i don't think that you've successfully taken us away from the gross category here Mm. okay you can hide the organs just hide the organs don't have the organs (laughs) flopping around everywhere okay okay so yeah (laughs) i still think i would stay away from bouncy castle okay it seems to me that so so the the organization seems to be almost like headed by two people right yes the guy at the very end mm-hmm. that we meet that is a groan from a heart <laughs> yeah. and the skinless weird guy the skinless angry boy yeah the, the skinless angry boy um i feel like there's a schism here where the skinless angry boy was all in on the gross stuff mm-hmm he and did open guy, with I the gross like... stuff. He did open. He was like, hey, check this out. Let me, I'm going to cut my finger off. <laughs> yeah, he did start it off the tone gross. <laughs> but I feel like the, the second guy, I feel like Miffany seemed kind of into him. Mm-hmm. She in very like much a, he, did. Yeah. He was like pretty cool. And so maybe maybe we've only seen because the gross boy was the aggressive one that wanted to do everything. Maybe we've only seen the gross side of the grafters. Mm-hmm. I actually, can we, I want to put a pin in this discussion because you brought up something that I didn't think about until just now. Is, does it seem like there's a greater proportion of hot people, of hot men in Miffany's orbit? Because yes. she identifies so many of the men in her orbit as hot and like i in my life i can appreciate an attractive man 
I don't think there are that many like hot men in my area. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. Regardless of what those banner ads tell me, I don't think there's a lot of hot guys around me every day. And there's sure there's nothing that like I guess okay I guess the grafters could make their bodies look more attractive. So there is like I guess it's understandable that they might be hot. Mm-hmm. But like nobody else this raises an interesting question Mm -hmm. that is less associated with fantasy stuff but applying it to the shakai do we feel like a lot of these men may have risen to the top of the ranks because of their looks or or for whatever reason may have um become more competent because of their looks. Mm. Here's an alternative theory. Okay. They're extremely wealthy. And mm-hmm. they, unlike the rest of the English men, they gave them a skincare routine in the estate. Skin. Okay. And it's just like, it takes very little effort for a man to like look better than every other man. Right. And so they've got <laughs> the money in the routine to do it. And that's all. Right. They got braces. They got a skincare routine. Mm-hmm. They moisturize. They put on sunscreen every day. Sunscreen, key. And um, that's their superpower, Luke. I think this, I think this might be correct. Yeah. Because it's like all of the men, aside from the old crusty one, who is like the Lord, are hot. Right. Even Eckert is like even- kind of attractive. He's described I think as, even the old crusty guy was described as like kind of a like good looking old man. I like think as you're far right. As men go. I don't know, man. They all sound hot. They do. They do. <clears throat> anyway, uh, <laughs> Miffany, I guess good for you. Happy for you. <laughs> Happy for you. You're constantly surrounded by hot dudes. Let's go back. It is a treat. Let's take it back. I th- I actually think that Miffany is just very positive when she describes everyone. Oh. Which is very nice. Because also, um, for one thing, her sister is described as also very attractive. Correct. I think. Correct. Yep. And her new best friend. Yes. This is true. Is like, she's like consistently like, oh, she's the most attractive uh statuesque person i've ever seen and it's like okay you have described everyone that way actually i really like this as the angle is miffany is just the most positive and affirming person in the whole world like new miffany is just like throwing out compliments like they're free because they are folks okay good point and i love it i love that she's just like constantly talking about how gorgeous literally everybody is i was honestly expecting her to say something nice about the scales boy <laughs> i was like okay he's also gonna be super hot too in like a lizard right. way his kisses are, his kisses are gross but he's fairly attractive he's fairly hot um yeah 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 she's just she's just tossing out compliments I, she's constantly it's just like a constant glow up from miffany sounds great to be friends yeah yeah Okay. All right. Love that. Let's go back, though, to the fact that the grafters just seem way more powerful than anything the Sheke is throwing out. Mm-hmm. And they have such, like, hmm. I get that they lost that war, right? That, like, knocked them down a little bit. But yeah. I feel like at this point, with what they can do, it's just like not even really a contest. The fact that they don't have to wait for like new mutants to be born. They can just make however many they want is a huge advantage. Right. And when you can make one that's like a fleshy bounce castle box that eats people and it <laughs> almost beheaded the whole Cheke leadership. Not obviously not the whole leadership, but like a big part of it. Right. And that's just one. And you can make more. You can make another one tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Um I don't know. I don't I don't know why they or not. I mean, I guess that they are limited by 
money in a weird way, which is crazy to me because it's like, yo, right? What? How are you limited by money? Who isn't paying? Go, here's the thing. Here's the here's the thing. Go outside of Belgium. I'm sure Belgium's great. I haven't been. I've heard good things. Uh huh. Uh huh. There are a lot of other people that would be interested, and would fund your research. You also for also, sure. God. Their research is making super powerful humans. You don't Im- even have I- to like immor- immortal humans. Immortal, also, I should say. super powered humans. You don't even have get to Elon like- on the line. <laughs> oh, please don't ever get Elon on the line. If Elon's ever on the line, hang up the line. Is my advice to you. <laughs> that's that's correct. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but but no 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 no, Luke. You don't even need to get other people. Like that many other people involved. You just need a few and you're like, hey, I know normally we give people like super strength and like bulletproof skin. Um, We're going to give you a great memory and super fast fingers. And you're going to be a computer programmer and just like make a bunch of money doing software development. Mm. And that's just going to be you're going to have to give it to us. We're going to take a cut. Um but it's just like a in it's like an investment, you know. We invested in you. Mm-hmm. You're gonna do really well. You're gonna do great. <laughs> and then that's that. And you get a bunch of those. Okay. It's, it, okay. Or like, I don't know. The thing is, okay, you, you, I I see the where you're going with this, which is just like making the best person in every industry. Yeah. Just do that. Yeah. Why you don't have to make weird antler things that like explode like fragments of rock candy at assailants like just make a really good business boy Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then have them do their thing and i acknowledge that the investors are not necessarily the ones doing the research right like it sounds like these two people who are the founders of the grafters just found a bunch of weird boys doing some stuff. And, <laughs> right. and we're like, yeah, we'll pay you for this. Sure. <laughs> so I get they don't have a lot of creative control over the direction of the research. You mean, you, who doesn't? The the researchers or the head? The head, like the investors. I, f- I feel like that means that they do, though. Yeah. Because... You're right. They should. I mean, I don't get, I don't understand why they're still the head because like if I'm the weird boys doing the research, then well, I'm taking over. Well, but I think they don't because they just don't care about money at all. The weird boys doing the mm-hmm. research are like, yeah, I want to fuse two mice together and see what happens. And the <laughs> these two boys are the only ones who are like, okay, I guess we'll give you money. <laughs> I guess we'll give you money to do this. Right. Yeah. And like, I think I think what we're what we're landing on here is that clearly these two uh, Belgian boys mm-hmm. were like were lucky for finding our scientists, mm-hmm. but they were not actually well suited for uh, being like leading this organization to some to whatever ends because they're like, okay, let's make like. A few really crazy things. Wait 300 years and then mildly attack London or something. Yes. Yes. And it's like, okay, you could be running the world by now easily. Totally. Yeah. These are... (laughs) These are two just like party, European party bros who got a bunch of money from their parents, like got a big inheritance, have a trust fund. Right. And are like, oh, this is kind of cool. This is kind of fun. <laughs> These are not ruthless business magnates that got a hold of no. this. Um, and, and good, good thing too. I think. Yeah, I'm. I'm personally Maybe. glad we're not living in a grafter hellscape. Although, wouldn't necessarily have to be a hellscape. But we've talked about that already. Like, <laughs> it's just like valuable technology, guys. Like he gets a new leg. Yeah, but he gets a stuff. new leg. That's great. That's let's, pretty cool. Let's have more of that, please. Luke. Um, okay. So let's get back to the actual like main storyline. Oh, okay. All right. We don't have we're, do we're, want- we're gonna do go want- there for a minute, but I'm gonna take us out of it pretty quick. You're gonna take us out of it? Okay. So um 
What happens? I think this is soon after where we stopped last time, actually. Mm-hmm. She, uh, Miffany, gets kind of, I, I don't think kidnapped is the right description, but like brought into the car with the weird skinless Belgian boy. And they have this misunderstanding that I don't know about you, but was extremely frustrating. Mm-hmm. Because I don't understand why Miffany is all of a sudden terrible at diplomacy. Mm. This is commented on at one point by Ingrid. It, it is, it is, and I, I thought it was weird, but it was also like, okay, Miffany, like, you have to more clearly describe to him that you don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, okay, I will say, I wonder if that is a diplomatic technique of not, not demonstrating your ignorance. Of not being like, I actually don't know what the fuck you're talking about. No, but I feel like she said that. She was oh, saying, yeah, you're right. She was I don't know, saying what, but that. in the like non-productive way. <laughs> yeah. Okay. This in is like fair. a, in like a, I'm mad at you, and I don't know what you're talking about. Not in like a, I don't know what you're talking about, and I need to figure out what you're talking about. <laughs> this is true. She wasn't like, all right, hey, there's a misunderstanding. Let's solve this problem together. Let's collaborate instead of scream right. at each other right uh it seems a very easily it seems like it seems like it would have been very easy to get to the bottom of it and yes we didn't take that route i agree with you here i wonder what was in her drink Ooh. okay did they a valid point did they put something in her drink to make this go worse or just was she drunk oh yeah she also she not good when she's drunk Right. She, yeah, that also could be a very real possibility. Right. Tequila. She gets angry when she drinks tequila or something. <laughs> she hulks out in the like least Hulk kind of way. <laughs> just that, just angry. Right. That's it. So that, okay, that that's that's my that's my main point here about this. I just yeah, Miffany seems to seems to have gotten really good at a lot of things this particular scenario maybe not maybe it's just this person like this person seems to bring out the worst in her Ooh, okay like she tends to rise to this person's of like instability and chaos and like rage Mm -hmm. that doesn't really come up at any other point like nobody else gets this kind of a reaction from her okay and this is just like it's like the opposite of her soulmate it's like her right her rival this is like her nemesis her nemesis something about this this guy gets under her skin you could say Mm. (laughs) you might you might say that luke yeah yeah because he doesn't have any yeah yeah we got it damn we got it bud okay good um i'm gonna take us out of this this for this for the moment um luke i want you to picture for a minute what the process of finding a prophetic animal looks like. You have been tasked to go find an animal in the English countryside that can predict the future. What are you doing? You've been given this homework assignment by your superiors they're like hey we heard there's an animal that tells the future we don't know anything except it's an animal and it tells the future go and like take on your assignment get started they don't even know what kind of animal (laughs) nope they know it's in england i think Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so that narrows it down to like i don't know a lot of animals dan can't even approximate the number because it's a lot (laughs) it's a whole lot Here's my here's my move. Mm-hmm. I get some buddies together. We get a big chalkboard. Okay, we're doing a March Madness style bracket. Love this. Of all the animals in England. Animals. <laughs> oh, you're starting with we're, just sixty four. Okay, you're starting with the sixty four of the most likely. Okay. Um, which uh-huh. we've narrowed down some other way. Uh huh. Um, and we're getting some we're getting some some brews and some pizza. And going through each matchup and seeing who comes out the winner. And then whichever animal is the winner, I'm going all around England testing each of those. Wait a minute. Hold on. I'm going to pause here. 
you're not saying that you and your buddies just predict who can predict the future the best and then you take that one as the winner you is that what you're saying that's what i'm saying no 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 no, no. you need to have a test okay you need to have an actual test to do a matchup you can't just be like hey we got this earthworm that seems to wiggle in a funny way and a bunny rabbit in this matchup who do we think is gonna win (laughs) You can't no, that just is, do a fake no, bracket because like you that. can't. You have to. There's no other way. No. Yes, there is. Yes, there is. You have to design a test to see if an animal can predict the future. And here's the yes, test. yes. But before you get there, you can't. You can't go around testing literally every single animal. No. Yeah, Luke. That's what I'm proposing here. <laughs> okay. This is the test. Let me tell you what the test is, because I've figured out how to actually do a kind of a. Okay, you can't do a two, you can't have two competing. You can't do a March Madness bracket because it will take too long, okay? (laughs) You need to do a mass testing. You need to test a lot of animals all at once. So what you do is you get kind of a Noah's Ark situation. Well, maybe not a Noah's Ark because he only got two of every. Okay, you you just get as many animals as you can and you put them in a room with like a, like a line down the middle and at an undetermined time you just like flamethrower half the room (laughs) and then you just keep doing that maybe maybe the animals that are on the other side of the room you mark with like a little green dot or something and you i don't think you need the dot in this scenario (laughs) well no but my point is you just keep putting new animals in the room and then you see which ones have lived the longest oh Okay. And if an animal's okay. been in there for like a few weeks, it's like, okay, hold on. This, this I will say, very immoral. <laughs> okay, well, we're trying to find an animal that tells the future, Luke. They didn't give us any parameters here. They gave us no parameters aside from it's an animal. Okay, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, though. Yeah. If we assume that this duck that we do see Mm -hmm. is what we were looking for which i think is fair this duck is not necessarily passing your test okay luke we have to at some point like narrow down what kind of prophetic animal we're looking for because right like sure it might not pass this test but now okay now luke tell me how are you looking for this duck how did they find this fucking duck (sighs) Because how do you question. test it? Question. I don't know. Are they are they going? Are they just going to any animal that anybody's have has ever said tells the future and asking it to predict the future? Are they just literally walking around England being like, "Hey, what am I going to eat for lunch in five minutes?" Or no, not even that, because it has to be a yes or no question. So they have to be like. Hey, is it going to rain tomorrow? <laughs> Even that's not good. <laughs> they have to they have to have like prearranged. Here's what they had to do. Here's what they had to do if they only had a yes or no thing. They had to be in a group and they were like, "Hey, you like out of sight of the duck cuz you don't want them cheating." They had to be like, "You're going to mm. punch me in 5 minutes." And then they go up to the duck and they're like, "Hey, is this guy going to punch me in the next I don't know, 10 minutes?" And then the duck gets to predict if that's going to happen. You know what I mean? I think we can actually we can actually combine your your first solution with this. Hmm. Okay. Which is to get a big room, and it's like the left side of the room is yes, the right side of the room is no. <laughs> and we do the th- the same thing that uh-huh. you're talking about, okay. except instead of flame throwing half the room, we <laughs> ask a question. Okay. Yes. The issue here is, so now we're trying to narrow in on how they found this duck. They had to be Mm -hmm. so careful about who was asking the yes or no questions because apparently the duck only does three in a row for one person. Correct. So, sure, maybe the duck gets three right and then you ask a fourth one and it's like, oh, this duck isn't. This duck's a fucking idiot. Well, Well, actually, hang on though, because this might solve it. Because what does the duck do when you've answered three? Does it not do anything? Does it not answer? I don't know. I wish... All of a sudden... I'm disappointed Miffany didn't try. Because you gotta try, right? This whole thing 
I will say very strange. She only asked three and then is like done. Three, three questions. Because here we go. If if you ask, if you're on your fourth question, the duck refuses to answer, in the scenario that we've brought up, mm-hmm. the duck is standing in the middle of the room. Oh, right? Okay. Straddling the lines between yes and no. Uh-huh. And then it's like, what's this duck doing? <laughs> I see. I, in my mind, the duck does not do that. The duck just acts like a regular duck. Mm. And so if you have this room, it's going to be on one side or the other. Right. Yeah. Um, Okay. You've touched on something, though, that I want to drill down on a little bit, though. Miffany asked some, like, total, like, terrible questions. Some just, like, farts of questions to this duck. Mm -hmm. Things that, like, we all already knew. Sure, she figured out she had a month left, but, like, who cares if it's not even a real prophetic duck? Who cares? I know she was trying to verify it for her big presentation that she had going on, but, like, I don't know. Who cares? (laughs) Ask it real cool questions, not things you can verify. Oh, wait. No. Hold on. (laughs) What are we doing? Why does she think that she can come up with better questions than other people who are verifying this? Right. It's it's absurd. I feel like she wasted such an opportunity with this duck that everyone else has told her, like, yeah, it definitely tells the future. Like, <laughs> I'm curious. Gestalt. No. Gestalt yeah, okay. doesn't even do it. Gestalt's like, uh, we don't have time. I can't ask the fortune telling duck anything. What do you mean? <laughs> Take five minutes and ask some great questions to this duck. Right. Because also, like, they come in and they tell Miffany the scenario. Right. Yeah. They're like, okay, we've like kind of confirmed it. It tells the future. Instead and but but they tell her that you can only ask three questions, right? Yeah. Instead of just being like, oh, okay, I want to confirm this, can I know? how you guys did it mm-hmm. yeah which would be enough she goes and asks a bunch of benign like relatively uninteresting questions mm-hmm. which also if i'm this is going to be a selfish thing but if i'm like very high up and in charge i'm not wasting my questions no i'm like hey pawn come here and ask this question because <laughs> this is outstanding luke what are we doing? Right? Oh my god! I'm not wasting mine. I'm the CEO. This is so powerful, Luke, because this is just like they've broken reality with this. Because you can just have the CEO be constantly writing questions to get people to go ask the duck. There's so right. many people. You have so many questions you can ask this duck. And sure, these people are going to be upset that they wasted their three questions to the magical fortune-telling duck. But like, you're the boss. You get to tell them what to do. Right. Not everybody gets to ask the duck questions. No. There are I'm there sorry. are there are people who get their questions answered by the duck and people who have to ask the duck questions. There are not those are not the same people. <laughs> Grow up, everybody. Come on. <laughs> Learn how the world works, folks. Not everybody gets to ask ducks questions. Especially Oh, dude. Oh, Miffany wastes her th- Okay. She knows somebody's going to betray her, right? Mm-hmm. You get three guesses. Ooh, yeah. She doesn't take a single one as her question. Or just like, okay, bring bring my girl Ingrid in here. First question, will I be betrayed? Or, or is there a traitor in the uh, organization? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Is it this person? No. Is it this person? No. Is it this person? Yes. Done. Right, right. So you asked four questions. You're saying Ingrid is asking the fourth question, right? Right. Or, or whoever. Anywhere. Yeah, or whoever. I mean, you get into a place where you might have to make sure it's like uh, you're asking a question about the future, but that seems easy to mm-hmm. me. Yeah. It's will they betray me? Because she knows that she's going to be betrayed by someone. Right. Oh, this does start to get into parad- paradox territory, though. But as long as she still uh, lets them 
do it. She could just write in one of her letters like, hey, it was this guy. Mm -hmm. And then she just knows right off the bat, like off rip. She can be like, hey, everybody. So I've got these letters as kind of proof of what happened. Uh, So if we could just take care of this, that'd be great. And I can go live in Cabo. (laughs) Right. (sighs) Man. But I mean, in all of this, honestly, the person I don't understand like the person I have the least understanding for is Gestalt because he doesn't even he doesn't even do it right. Gestalt doesn't even try well. To it. be fair, to be fair, they probably they're not aware that it's about to be murdered. Yeah, but like anything could happen. It's a fucking duck. Do you, <laughs> Luke? If I asked you how long does a duck live, what are you gonna tell me? Oof. Literally no clue. Yeah, exactly. It could die tomorrow. It could die in the next 10 minutes for all you know. It's <laughs> a good point. It's a good point. You got to get those you got to get those out early. Absolutely. You miss you miss 100% of the shots you don't take Dan. And in this case, you had 3 shots you could have taken and you took none of them. You had a, you had 3. Does Gestalt get 12? Oh. Tough. Okay. <laughs> this is an important test we need to run actually. Because actually, if the if the Gestalt does not get twelve, then the duck has some other powers as well. This is correct. The duck can detect hive minds. <laughs> More tests on the duck. Get, get this duck away from crazy people with knives, please. <laughs> it's the most valuable thing we've ever seen. Forget your whole organization. Forget everything about it. The duck is the organization now. The organization now, the sole purpose of the organization is recruiting people to ask three questions. It's that and duck veterinarians. (laughs) Those are the two purposes of our organization now. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) Oh, man. What a shame. Tragic. Truly tragic what happens to this duck. <laughs> oh, okay. So, so we've gotten very far in this only addressing kind of side things, uh-huh. which I don't have big things. I actually, do, I actually don't. None of my notes focus on the main storyline <laughs> anymore. Everybody knows what um, happened in the main storyline, Luke. Everybody, everybody knows what happens. We're doing side quests. Um, I don't want to get far into this. Mm-hmm. On a scale of one to ten, how gross is the Gestalt thing? With the baby? Yeah. Mm. Ten being the most gross? Yeah. And one being like, dad is a fleshy, bouncy castle for us to play in and is super fun? Uh, maybe your scale. All right. Um... Oh, God. I, mm, seven? I'm going to put it at a seven. Okay. There's a conflict. I have a conflict with this, though. What do you mean? Calling it incest is kind of weird in this circumstance. I agree. It's like, I guess, from a purely biological standpoint, that is totally what it is. From, like, a reproduction standpoint, you mean? Yes. That's what I'm, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it's sure from a like identity and like personhood standpoint, it's like masturbation, right? Yes. It's like this is why this is why I asked the question because, and again, probably something that we don't need to go super far into. Um, I mean, Gestalt went pretty far into it. <laughs> Classic. Know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, I don't know. Uh. Mm. I I have a few thoughts about this. Also, okay, here's the other thing about this, though. Gestalt, I think I'm actually dropping this down. I think I'm dropping this down to, like, a four, thinking about this deeper. Be- okay. Here's why I'm dropping this down to a four. This is not creating some new baby. This is just Gestalt cloning themselves. Yes. So, like... It's not like this child is going to grow up and have to be horrified at the monster that they are like, like Joffrey from Game of Thrones or whatever. This is like just Gestalt being like, I want a new body. I understand the risks of 
weird genetic deformities by doing this. Yeah. I've seen the Habsburgs, okay? Um, I'm going to do this. Right. This this is Gestalt being like, oh, it worked. Nice. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and I'll follow this up. I'll follow this up with um, a challenge to anyone that that, well, how do I phrase this? Everyone should have to think long and hard of if they were in Gestalt situation, taking the the baby part out of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. you're trying it. You <laughs> you're doing it, Luke. You're so brave. I don't care what you. I don't care what you say. You're trying it once. I admire your bravery so much, Luke. <laughs> because I think you're 100 percent right. Like, come on, no chance. Nobody's not. Nobody's not trying it. I'm sorry. And, like, I think the proof is in the fact that, like, hey, hey, y'all, you've all tried it with just yourself at some point. Like, we've, everybody's tried it with just yourself, and that's what Gestalt is. It's just a bunch of themselves. So, like, yeah, they're trying it. Yeah. You would do the exact same thing for sure. You you would. You would. I'm not listening to anybody saying that they wouldn't. Oh, it is weird, though, isn't it? It's very weird. It's very weird. <laughs> it is weird as hell. Um <laughs> Okay. Then we could leave it there. We could leave that one there. <laughs> let's do that. Let's let's leave that there. Okay. Um I have a couple quick things that we can hit. Um for one thing. It seems like at the end of this, the sister is normal and actually her sister still not buying it. No, I'm not buying it either. There's Here's an angle the, there. The sister is a plant from one of these other organizations. Mm. Mm-hmm. And they're like, how fake could we make this before they catch on? They're like, oh, nope, still haven't caught on. Okay, we did it. <laughs> she thought she thought that it was just a coincidence. It's a- Next, her parents are going to come back from the dead and be like, hey, we love you. <laughs> right that's book two gotta be i think that's the last of our notes let's get to reviews um I, I guess i guess i'll start i did very much enjoy the book this was this was one where i was often reading a lot of the book short like a lot of the sections shortly after we recorded because it was very intriguing i do think that the like introduction to the concept and like the first section got me very hyped in ways that I don't know paid off as much as I would have hoped. But I don't know if that's unfair because I think I think that my like hype was was very high at the beginning of it. And so mm-hmm. I want to be clear that I still very much liked it. However, I do think that a, the the culmination of the story, I don't know, disappointed me in a little in a, in some way that I have a little bit of trouble verbalizing. I see. Yeah, I, hmm, I feel similarly, especially about the start of the book. Um, I I love like a good memento situation where somebody's got to figure out who they are and what they're doing based on clues they've left themselves. Like very good as a concept. Also. Mm-hmm. I love the concept of like a paranormal or government organization. I'll just like always be a fan of that idea. I thought it was done very mm-hmm. well here as well. So I was into it. <clears throat> um, I feel like it was too long. I feel like the story Ooh. was too long, especially like the meat cube. I feel like you could have cut that whole thing. That whole escapade into the meat cube was not necessary like we could have Mm -hmm. shortened the book and just gotten to our conclusion quicker and i think honestly giving a little bit more time with grant chester could have been nice um i do yeah i do think that the like villain interaction was too short yeah it it felt like it also felt like there weren't a ton of clues early on like they set up grant chester as this like bond character and I appreciated that it made sense at the end of like how they were able to do all this. Um, mm-hmm. But 
I feel like they could have built that up a little bit more and cut the whole meat cube thing entirely because the meat cube thing felt like fungus too to me yes i agree um so yeah overall i did enjoy the book i just felt like kind of dragged at points sure oh yeah that's fair that's fair um okay if you love the book listeners out there there is a sequel stiletto by daniel o'malley so if you want to keep going check out stiletto i don't think we're going to keep going in the imminent future maybe someday but right yeah. now we're moving on right now we're moving on next week again reminder we're doing we're doing our uh holiday gift episode where we're talking a lot about tv rings of power house of the dragon things like that that's next week we're taking a week off after that and then we are going to start dan yep has been pushing for it for years the new year for years for, for years what's dan's favorite book we've done say it with Liza me Lock Liza, yeah Liza Lockamora. that's right yeah <laughs> so we're doing the second book in that series we're finally getting to it that's called red seas under red skies by your boy scott lynch mm-hmm. first third new year new book first third with luke and dan Coming up with hot takes. Being dumb nerds. Yeah.